Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Dan Hurst, president of Hurst Design Build Remodel in Westlake, Ohio. The skilled labor shortage is a very real problem today, but one overlooked solution to the problem is to create your own skilled labor. Dan has developed a process that allows him to grow his own skilled workforce, and you can too. He'll share his secret in just a minute. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. How are you? I'm peachy keen. How about yourself? I'm good. Looking, you know, we're we're all distance recording again today. Yep, there we are, virtual, the new hopefully, world. Hopefully the dogs don't bark. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh my. Get back to talk. I know, really, that was bad. Oh. <laughs> so I'm excited about our topic today because you know we have some fantastic members of our roundtable group, and um, we're talking to one of our all-time favorites today, and he was mentioning on an email thread that I saw that he has developed this training program that just has uh, really been successful in his company, so I'm excited to hear a little more about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. It sounds really cool. You know, hiring is a hot topic right now. I mean, just, just today, I think I've talked to four members who are asking, how do we promote? How do we recruit? Where do we go to find these people? And if they can right. figure out a way to develop those people internally, how much nicer would that be? Solves big problem, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. Today we have the pleasure of speaking to Dan Hurst. Dan and his brother Pat are the founders of Hurst Design Build Remodel in Cleveland. They've been members of roundtables for a long time and are now members of one of the most successful roundtable groups, uh, the Mentor Four Group. So we're delighted to have Dan here. He and Pat both have always been super generous in sharing of their knowledge. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about this process. These are kind of process guys, you know. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. Welcome aboard, Dan. Hi, Victoria. Mark, thanks for having me. Oh, well, thanks for sharing. You know, again, we appreciate your generosity. And I got to tell you, I was looking at your website before this at www.hurstremodel.com and saw a photo of the building that you've been in for not too long. And it is a beauty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. It's, we've been here almost a year now and uh, still getting settled in, but uh, it's starting to feel like home. Oh, Lily, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous investment. So thanks again for sharing the, the, the background and the details of your training program. Why did you invest the time and effort into developing this training program? What was your goal when you started? Well, I think it kind of happened by accident, really. Um, you know, like, like many people, we just struggled finding qualified, skilled help. And um, it just, uh, I guess, kind of built into our DNA as a company. It was always about, well, you know, uh, looking for better ways to do things, encouraging others to, uh, you know, uh, challenge themselves, learn new things. Um, so we, it was just kind of always how we approached um, the workplace and how we encouraged people to develop and grow. So um, it, what we found early on is that it was sometimes easier to bring in our, have our own people and train them to do things the way we wanted it done rather than find somebody else and bring them in and, 
and have to go through this whole like onboarding process and trying to kind of teach an old dog new tricks, so to speak. So when you were made the decision that, okay, look, and we're seeing success in the, in the first steps we're taking to train our own people, how did you make the determination this is going to be part of Hearst? And it seems like that's a daunting task to train people to your standards. How did you get started and approach that? Yeah, we started kind of breaking it down, like looking at the different roles we need in the company and, and what does that look like? How do we create these positions so that they're um, someone can look at it and see the, the path that they need to follow and, and is it manageable? Like like often, um, you know, we, we, we knew we needed to hire for lead carpenters. I remember this years ago. And we'd have to have these, you know, we need to find lead carpenters. Well, where do you find lead carpenters? It's like that's a really challenging position to, to fill. Uh, you know, you need someone that has good communication skills, good organizational skills. They know the craft. They, they know what to look for inspection-wise. And all this stuff you're looking for in this one person. And it, it's it's difficult to find those people. So, so maybe you could find someone that has some of those qualities. And then you train and train the rest, and, and so you can kind of um, create your own. So it was kind of really out of that necessity that we kind of figured, well, there's a way we can do this, and if we can break down the different positions that we have and and determine, well, what is what are the skill sets that they need to have to do this, and what's the skill set for this? And by doing that, we kind of laid out uh, different job descriptions and positions within the company that you could clearly understand, well, this is my role in this position. And if I master these skills and I understand how to do this position here, once I master that, then I can look towards moving up to the next position and kind of breaking those down so that they were more manageable for people rather than saying, well, I'm a carpenter, but I want to be a lead carpenter someday. Wow, I got a lot to learn to get there. So how can we break that down into more uh, manageable stepping stones so they can go along the way? Was the training program that you developed primarily for field staff, production staff? And initially, yes, but we started to recently, over the last few years, we started breaking that down for our design team because you really can apply it to any, if you have a group of people within your organization, like, you know, for us, it's our, our production field staff, so our carpenter apprentices all the way on up to our lead carpenters and project managers. And we have different levels within it. So um, a carpenter apprentice will come in. They could then aspire to become a carpenter one, which would be starting off as a junior level, um, and then to a senior level carpenter one. From there to a carpenter two, a junior level to senior level, and then you know continue that movement on up to lead carpenter or project manager. That same principle we kind of started to apply to our design team and our designers. You know, from having a design assistant to a junior designer to a senior designer and really defining the skill sets needed for each of those roles so that they could go, OK, this is what I need to master in order to, you know, do a good job in this role so I can be considered to move up to the next level. Do you have it spelled out in such a way that there are time frames attached to it or is it totally up to them how long it takes them to get to master certain skills? Totally up to that. Um it's uh, it's 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 I think you, we want to customize it to each individual, um, you know, and, and, and I think how this gets managed too becomes um, part of that, you know, like uh, 
For us, uh, the way we approach it is we want the individual responsible for their own career and development. Um, you know, we're not going to do it for you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll light the path. We'll show you the way. But it's up to you to acquire these skills. It's up to you to determine where you want to go and where you want to take your career. So I think it's important to just provide that support and be there to show them, well, if you do this and you do that, then, hey, you're this much closer. You bring more value to the company and the position you're in. So now we can look towards advancement to the next level. So, Dan, when you're hiring someone, are you just hiring a position in general? And then is there an assessment or are they kind of stepping into like the, the Carpenter 1, Carpenter 2 role, or, or do you put them through some kind of a testing? How does that work? Yeah, that's, that's a good good question, Mark. Um, one of the things we decided early on is when we're going to hire people, we are definitely going to hire for character and values first. Um, you know, we're looking for good quality individuals to join our team. That's the priority. Not necessarily that they are the most skilled craftsperson or the best designer in the world. Um, those things are great. So if you also have that skill set, terrific. But we're looking for those that, that first are a good culture fit and then have the aptitude to learn, you know, the willingness to learn, the want, the passion for, the, you know, remodeling the way we have the passion for it. So we're looking for those individual qualities first. And then, and then hey, we can train you to do the different roles and, and grow. Um, Patience, I think, is important with that. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you look at it and you break down the different components and the skill sets you're looking for, it, it actually becomes quite fun to see that progress and, and for the individual to kind of can recognize that, hey, if I'm learning this and I'm working towards this, they can kind of see how they're able to grow and continue their, their movement up the ladder. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So the steps that they're taking, or the skills that they're learning and their movement from apprentice up through the ranks, there's money tied to that as well? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have a, a, the way we pay compensation, it's kind of like a sliding scale based on when you enter a position and then you can, as you acquire and master skills throughout that role, you know, your compensation gets adjusted through annual, you know, increases that we go through. But then when you're ready for that next bump up to the next level, then there's a, there's another pay bump that occurs. So um, we're really incentivizing the individual to, you know, work towards moving up the ladder. If, if you know, there it's where we really discourage people from just kind of being stagnant and just kind of staying where they're at. We really want everybody in the organization to be challenging themselves and moving up and advancing, whether it's acquiring new skills or even diversifying their skill set and moving into other areas of the company. Um, I think there's great value in that. Is, is there someone that's responsible for them? Do they have a mentor or a coach or anything like that? Yeah. Um, 
You know, we, our so like our production manager uh, is kind of responsible for overseeing everybody to setting their goals. So, so you know, we want to work with you to help you know determine your goals, your career path. Uh, you know, take those things and break them down into bite size. You know, more achievable things that can be managed over the course of a year. Um, and there, and we're there to support and help them. But when it comes to the actual learning of the skills, like you know, when it, you know, how do you actually learn how to do that or frame a wall or install an interior door. Um, we try to pair up our younger carpenters with more senior level carpenters so that they kind of act as a mentor and coach throughout the process. Now it's not always perfect because um, there are priorities on projects. You got to get the work done. So sometimes you might be doing more demolition work than you'd like, but whenever there's an opportunity, we're trying to position people in places on projects and doing work and being around those things where they're working towards their skill set that they're trying to master so that they can continue their improvement and growth. So they, they kind of we kind of keep them positioned on projects to do that and then working with their their mentor coach or their their senior carpenters to to improve on those skills. Can you give us an example of these bite-sized pieces like from, from any level to the next level, what's an example or two of bite-sized pieces? Um, so we really try to break down, um, it, and it does vary because, uh, especially with what we do in remodeling, right, there's a lot of different skills that are required. So you may have a, a carpenter one we may have that specializes in drywall, painting, finish work, um, those sorts of things. Well, they bring great value to the company. So, so we're honing those skills, we're mastering those skills. But while that's happening, we recognize that for them to become a carpenter too, they need to acquire other skills as well. So we define what those skills are and say, hey, if you want to move up from a carpenter one to a carpenter two, these are the, these are the different skill sets that you need to acquire. You need to be able to read blueprints. You need to be able to uh, lay out and frame walls, doors, openings, uh, floor systems, rafters. Uh, you need to understand your rise and run principles. You know, some basic carpentry skills you have to have. And now we work towards, okay, well, now that you're doing them, how can we put you in position on projects where you're practicing those things, you're learning them, you're mastering them. And once you master them, then we can move you up to the next level. So it's all about kind of really being particular with it and kind of really understanding, well, what, how can I break down these roles and make them manageable so that an individual can come in, you know, and, and we have plenty of people that have started off just as carpenter apprentices for us, even laborers. And now today they're lead carpenters. And it's because they've come in and we've worked with them to keep putting them in position so that they're learning and growing and challenging to learn these new skills so that eventually they can move into those roles. So how do you know or how do they know when they have, in fact, mastered it? Is there a test? Um, it, it is. We, it's a lot of peer feedback. So we do our, um, our annual employee reviews. They work with their direct manager on, you know, okay, these were my goals for the year. These are the things I'm trying to develop and grow with. And they make an intentional point to put them in those positions. And then we kind of do touch-ins along the way to see how they're progressing and and then when it's time for their annual review, we kind of go over their progression and, and talk to their peers about how they're doing and, and where they're at. We don't actually do testing or anything. It's more on-site on -site type of supervision that we're looking for. 
Is is there anything that's uh, is everything a hundred percent in house, or do you do any out of house trainings or third um, party? Oh, good, good, good question. We do, we do actually. Um, anytime there's an opportunity to do outside, um, take outside courses, classes, whether it's vocational schools, um, one of our company policies is that we'll pay for that course. So we always pay for the class if it's a design course. Um, you know, with uh, kitchen and bath or uh, through NARI, uh, the Home Builders Association, any of those sort of credentials that you can earn. We always pay for that. And then uh, and then typically we'll like tie a little uh, bonus or compensation to passing it if you pass the class and then if you maintain that credential. Um, so it's it's something we encourage. I mean, we have a lot of NARI certifications, I think. Uh, last I checked, I think we're around like 17 or 18 different uh, certified uh, credentials in the company. Uh, most of them, they'll acquire. Like we'll get a, we'll try and get a group together where they can work a study group, uh, and then they can all take the course together, and uh, so that tends to work out pretty well. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So you know, one of the questions that I know is going to come up is, why are you investing all this time and effort in training these people? to be better and better and better when you could be training your competition. They could leave you at any time and go start their own company. Yeah, I think that's a pretty common fear. Um, and, it, it, you know, honestly, that can happen. Um, but I think the benefits way outweigh the negatives. Um, you know, if one of, the, one of the, the huge advantages, I think, to training your own staff is just that, you know, what, who, where would you want rather work? You know, that's what I think of. Would I rather work at a company that offers me opportunity to learn and grow, or would I rather work at a company that just gives me a job? Yeah. And so if we're gonna attract the best personnel, the best carpenters, the best individuals, we need to provide a place where they can learn, grow, become better at their career, um, and, and, and just become better individuals at what they're doing. So to do that, we have to do this. You know, it's almost like we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just not to mention that, you know, with the, the shortage in skilled labor today, you know, where do you turn to? And I think as a business owner, we owe it to the industry to train and develop and get more young people involved and really um, help that. And if it means that someone grows and they learn and they decide to go off and do something else, then so be it. I think that's a risk we're willing to take. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you. So, so undoubtedly, right now, there's a number of our listeners thinking, this is a fantastic idea. I need to do this. What advice do you have for their first steps to get the ball rolling on this? Well, I think um, I think it really starts with just looking at the positions of need in your company. Um, you know, if you know, I remember a day when we had uh, laborers, carpenters, and lead carpenters, and that was it. And you know, that's simple, and you could you put put together a job description for those things, and that's great. But I think you could do a little better by breaking those down into more manageable uh, levels that when someone comes in who wants to learn and grow, they can actually look at that job description and that list of requirements and they can work towards developing those skills. So it, it's, it can be a little daunting when you say, well, I want to move up someday and I got to be a carpenter for five years to get all this experience and knowledge. Well, if you break that out into a little more manageable stepping stone, 
then I think it becomes much more exciting for people to see how they can grow and improve and move along that. So, so I think that's one of the first things I would do is kind of identify the roles in your company and look at it and go, okay, well, how can I break these out until they're a little more manageable? And then, and then publish them. You know, don't keep that private where it's all you, you know. You want those job descriptions out there. You, you know, we have a little org chart that's set up that can that people can look at and see, well, I could start off as a carpenter apprentice and then I can move up to a carpenter one and this is the type of pay I would get. And I can move up to a carpenter two and, and make this much money and, and continue that career path and that growth. Um, so I think you wanna make it public that they can see this is, this is where I could start and this is where I could end up if I continue to work and develop. I can see where that would be much more, provide much more incentive to push on and get to that next step, next step, and continue on. Great idea. Well, Dan, unfortunately, we don't have a training program for this next part. We're just throwing you into the fire. Uh, are you ready for the lightning round? Oh, sure, sure. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, here we go. Put 60 seconds on the clock. What's your favorite business book and why? Um... Extreme Ownership. Uh, I think that's by Jocko Willick, and uh, I, I love that book. Uh, I, I, I think I like it because it's it's kind of riveting. It's like uh, you know Navy SEALs, and you know they're talking about their time in Iraq and what they were doing. But I think the reason I like it the most is they break down really practical tools and lessons from their time and how that applies to leadership. Um, I was pleasantly surprised how well those those lessons are organized in the book and uh, just how they apply to any business, let alone remodeling. It's kind of, it's really cool. If you weren't a remodeling business owner, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would be probably running a restaurant. Um, <laughs> I am definitely, I like to eat. I think a lot of us like to eat, but uh, I, I like to eat really good food. I think it would be fun. I'd like the challenge of uh, developing a, a really nice restaurant. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I like to eat too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you not very good at? I am not good at letting go. I try to hold back when I can and let other people do what they need to, but uh, often that's a challenge for me. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Oh, I would definitely my car. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your memory? Um, oh geez, a one. <laughs> I think the older I get, the worse it gets. I, I laugh all the time. I have my my long term memory seems pretty good. Short term, not so great. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you you look like someone famous? Um, uh, I've heard Bobby Flay before, but <laughs> really, do that. Way more better looking than Bobby Flay. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Dan. Hey, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And it's it's really interesting stuff. And just get your brain going on how you can develop something like this for your own company, for our own company. Now, before we let you go, however, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Yeah, five. So five words is tough to boil it down to five words. Um, so I, preparing for that, I was thinking about it a little bit, uh, but it's real simple. There's always a better way. Um, it, it's been a defining um, kind of focal point for our business. And when we initially started off with Pat and I and developing our company, it was like, if, 
don't be satisfied, you know, um, always be looking for ways to improve, looking for ways to be better. Don't assume you know the best way and this is the way it should be because you, you're probably wrong. There's always another way you can learn and grow and become better at what you're doing. So. Thank you. That's awesome. A man after my own heart. We, it's one of our, you, you talked about two sayings of Remodeler's Advantage while you're talking. One is, we light the path of greater success for motivated remodeling professionals. So we're with you in that light in the path, and we're always about finding a better way. So simpatico, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, I think people should go take a look at your website at hearstremodel.com and see that beautiful building. Terrific. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. I really like the way that Dan and Pat think. Now, this is a, this Pat had shared uh, many years ago, I think it was, their estimating process as well. I mean, they just have, they're very good at putting together processes for their business. I just like must, the way they think. They, they must be high C. <laughs> that too, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I like the way that they think, and they've really grown. Um, so it's just great hearing from them and the things, the innovative things they're putting into place in their business. Yeah, it's great. It's a great way to combat the problem. Just grow your own skilled labor. You know, have a program in place to to train them up instead of throwing somebody to the walls, getting them frustrated, getting yourself frustrated, and then going back to the drawing board or going back to the job boards. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. And I really liked what he said about breaking it down into bite-sized pieces so people can see their progress in more yeah. rapidly, you know? It well, reminds we'll, we'll have me, to, go ahead. It reminds me of when I was in sixth grade, there was this reading thing where you would go through, and it was colors. It was color graduated, and you can, we can cut all this out, but... It was color graduated, but you knew where you were, and then you'd get to a certain point, and you'd get the teacher to give you the test so you could move on to the next, and you were just progressing. You could do it at your own time as fast as you wanted. It was such a motivator to me because I wanted to be one of the front ones, you know. It was awesome. Yeah, but when you get somebody, you know, when you have a clear set path and with goals ahead of you, it gives you something to strive for. It gives you purpose. It gives you something to, to work towards, and I think that's something that's lacking, in, especially in, in your field staff. To have that that layout plan of, of growth and and development, so it's really good. Uh, and apparently, based on his um, his self evaluation of his memory, we might have to remind him that he even did this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. really, have one. He's like, hey, I sound pretty good. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah. another one, another good one in the can, eh? Dan was great. It was very good having him we want to thank dan for showing up and and sharing this awesome program he's got in place for our listening audience and of course we want to thank you for listening week in and week out i am mark harari and i'm victoria downing see you next week this has been another episode of power tips unscripted the remodeler's guide to business Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.